Welcome to Talk No Jutsu. I'm Smug Donuts here with my wife, Spiral Fishcake, and we're here to talk about anime. Anime is an important part of our culture! On this week's episode, since it's October, we're going to talk about some spooky anime, and we're going to talk about our waifu of the week, Himiko Toga, and we're going to talk about some anime we've been watching recently, like ReZero Season 2, My Team Romantic Comedy Snafu Climax, and Rent-A-Girlfriend. Before we get started on all of that, today is a very special day. Yes. Smug Donuts, do you know what day it is? It is October 10th. It's Naruto's birthday! <laughs> That's right. Naruto's Yay! Birthday. Happy birthday, Naruto! Naruto. Let's celebrate Naruto's yes, birthday. We got a few clips here to go through. Some of our favorites. I don't know what's so funny and I don't care. I got food. <laughs> <laughs> Same Naruto. Same. <laughs> I haven't a clue what's going on here, but I'll act like I do. And of course the favorite. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. <laughs> Just to really hammer it in. Yeah. Believe it. <laughs> Well, we just wanted to give Naruto a shout out on his very special day. Thanks for being awesome, Naruto. Yeah. Yeah, right. I ought to have my head examined. All right, so now we're going to talk about some spooky anime. Sticking out of the victim's midsection is not generally where a knife is kept. Spyro Fish Cake, what spooky anime have you brought to the table today? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, the first one that I want to talk about today is called Ajin Demi Human. You watched that with your friend, right? I did watch it with my friend. It was good anime. It could be kind of scary at times. My favorite character in the show, Kaito, which is the main guy's friend, even had little pumpkin earrings. But the Ajin in the show, they could be kind of scary at times. They would be part of them and, you know, they would fight with them and it was really interesting. So if they were Demi Human, they couldn't die. And so it was like a power that they had but people were also scared of them because the power that they possessed it's a good anime the bad guy in it's really cool he's a smart guy sato he's the main bad guy in this show and he's got a lot of good plans and a lot of very intelligent things going on and he's a little bit smart crazy where you know they have this all planned and when you hear about their plan you're like oh my gosh that's crazy is he really gonna do that and he's really gonna do that so yeah it could be a little scary at times a little, a little spooky at times but I, th- I thought it was good what's one that you were thinking a scary one one of my favorite favorite spooky animes is Koila Maji Madoka Magica. And I know you haven't finished this. So I've tried to start anything. this like twice and I can't I'm not get into spoil it. Anything. I try so hard to watch this. So this show, yeah. it's absolutely gorgeous. And some of the most gorgeous parts are when they go into this witch's, or what they call it, witch's nest or something. And it's just absolutely crazy looking, completely terrifying the idea of being just massacred by these witches. I, I love the show because it shows these really innocent characters going through something really difficult. You really relate with these people because they have these difficult lives, but they really want something. They want their wish. And I think it's a really beautiful thing to see that. But there's at the same time, you see them trying to work as magical girls to make their wish happen because they get their wish and then they can sign the contract to be a magical girl they use that in a really interesting way that is kind of scary i I don't want to spoil too much but it's fun i love that show i wish i could get into it more because the visuals are super cool yeah your favorite visuals are from shaft i think i really like what they do with animation they make very small moments very interesting and in that show it feels like i'm looking at something very odd and i don't think that many other studios would be able to capture just the oddness of the visuals in that you know what i I mean i will say that's one show where the beginning is very different from the middle and the middle is very different from the end so i think that if we 
tried it again, I would recommend starting from where we left off instead of from the beginning because the beginning can be a little slow and mm-hmm. a little dry. If you don't care about the idea of girls hanging out together, if you don't care about girls exploring mysterious worlds, if you don't care about girls becoming magical girls, especially if you don't like the Harry Potter kind of thing where it's like, ooh, they're going to learn magic. If that's not super appealing to you, it's going to be kind of hard to get into the beginning. But then the middle, parts of the middle just feel like a shonen, and it's, it's really good. It's one of the best out there, I think. I'd recommend trying that again. It is pretty good from what I've heard. Like I, yeah, I've I don't, really I don't hear good anybody say negative things about Madoka no. Magica other than people complaining about, oh my gosh, it's another series where magical girls are dark, but it's not like it's subverting anything, to be honest. I mean, it was pretty early on in that. I think it was early on enough that it wasn't too much of a trend. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I'm not a big magical girl fan, so I can't really think of anything off the top of my head that does the same thing, but I'm sure that there are plenty. I can't even think of very many magical girl anime, so just take what I say with a grain of salt. Well, let's, let's wait until you watch the middle part before you judge too hard on the magical <laughs> okay. girl aspect. Okay. I mean, I don't have anything bad to say about it. It just didn't feel like my type of show. But typically the stuff that I make you watch <laughs> that like you're not so sure about up front is the stuff that you end up falling in love with. It's so true. I want to and... I wanna give it a chance, even though I know... <laughs> You're not a huge fan. It's true. I usually complain about it for like five episodes and I'm like, why am I watching this? I don't want to watch this. And you're like, just give it a chance. Just give it a chance. And then I end up falling in love with it. Something happens or character shows up and I'm like, wow, this is me. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. What's your next one? I have Blue Exorcist. Okay. It's not particularly scary No spook? Is there no spook in this? There is spook. There needs to be There's at least spook. one spook. <laughs> There's some spook, some scare. <laughs> it's about Rino Kumura and Yukio Kumura, twin brothers, who are fighting against demons. They go to a school and they learn how to fight against them. And I love this show. I think Rino's are super cool. He uses a sword to to fight the demons and i think it's neat and his brother yukio uses guns which that show has some of my favorite gun action scenes that are just super cool some really good fight scenes that are really cool so i really like it i really enjoy it it's a fun anime to watch it was one of the shows i watched earlyish on that i was just like wow this is some really neat scenes that i'm you know not used to seeing so it was one of those shows that i just remember watching and being like wow this is so cool so there's a lot of really cool interesting moments i would say it's more supernatural than scary per se but definitely has some some elements to it i think one of these years we like watched an anime all the time during uh october yeah, it was we just ghost watched anime hunt. after ever anime after anime yes. we ended up watching like all sorts of anime that we <laughs> not as high quality as the other ones <laughs> which is how we ran into ghost hunt right and i don't want to go too deep into that but that's also how i ran into king's game yeah. and we both love king's game okay i know that's not the most high quality anime but you need to do yourself a favor if you've never heard of the anime king's game and watch the king's game op it's like emo and it's cringe but oh my word it is one of the best cringe ops ever i'm not even to say it's cringe i like it it's good it is sincerely very good it's good true and the anime is really good okay on my anime list it only has a five i don't know who'd be lying about it putting that stuff on there definitely deserves something higher than that because i thought it was a really good anime it's one of those like super violent anime but i really enjoyed it it's another one of those kind of battle royale almost kind of things or future diary almost kind of things where they all are getting 
mysterious text messages and they're part of a king's game where they have to follow a certain task or else they'll be killed immediately and so they all have to do the task they've been given and sometimes the task is something really small like oh kiss this person sometimes the task is something a lot scarier i won't spoil it this one is definitely one of the more scarier violent actiony ones on our list i think it might have a five because the voice acting and animation is not comparable to some of the other shows we're mentioning but the story is entertaining that's what i will say it is entertaining and i had a good time the whole time i watched it i sincerely had a blast with that it was exactly what we wanted for our halloween month right it definitely was was. perfect so another one i have on here blood lad Again, another not necessarily super spooky show, but a very fun kind of scary elements show. And in that one, it's about Staz, who is a demon in the demon world. And he is like a gang boss, I guess, in the demon world. But he's a huge weeb. They can't say for sure who it is, but he definitely loves Goku. He has a bunch of Goku stuff. And it's just about him wanting to meet a human. And then the main girl comes and he meets her and she becomes a ghost and he's like trying to help her figure out how to become back to human. So I really like it. There's a character I like in there called Wolf. He's another gang boss leader in the demon world. So it's a fun anime to watch. There's some good action elements to it. And I think it's fun watching characters in anime who are also weebs. I hear you talk about this show all the time. Too. Really? Yeah, you always mention it. It made me laugh, and it had really good action. And his brother's a really interesting villain in the show, too. <laughs> so I thought it was good. There's definitely scary elements to it, for sure. So one of my favorites, and I think this one must be on your list, too, is Death Note. Hello? Death yes, Note, anybody? Yes, it is on my list. Yes, Death Note. So Death Note is about a young high school boy who well, he's finds... not young. He's like... No, he's, he's a he's young like boy. He's like eight, well, like yeah. 14. Sure, but But he's he's a high school boy and he finds a book on his high school grounds and as soon as he picks it up he notices a kind of ghost and they work together to help make the world a better place. (laughs) It's spooky because there's a ghost, I think. Ryuk? It's very similar to Toilet Bound Hanukkah in the way that the main character just like stumbles across a ghost and they try to make their world better together. That's one way to describe my third favorite anime. I wouldn't exactly describe it that way myself. You wouldn't? No. Well, am I wrong? I mean... Okay, he's a Shinigami, technically. Yeah, he's a Shinigami. Not really just a ghost, but yeah. like, that's he's a Shinigami. So that, that's really the only part of my description that's incorrect. Is he really making the world better by killing people with a notebook? He is trying to make the world a better place. That's what he's doing. Am I wrong? Doesn't he say that like a hundred times? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, okay. Well, we'll laughing start, maniacally on, about potato chips. Spiral fish cake. Would you yes. like to introduce Death Note for us? Let's do a round two. Round two. <laughs> All right. Death Note is about this intelligent guy named Light Yagami. He starts out in high school. Later on, he's in college, and he finds what's called a Death Note while he's in high school, and he starts writing in people's names and mass murdering folks all across Japan. I forgot to mention that there's this <laughs> other character who's named after a letter. I'm not gonna spoil who it is who really really like candy and kind of sits kind of funky and 
is working in a kind of game of hide and seek to hide figure out seek. who has the notebook. I guess he doesn't really know about this notebook, but he knows that somebody's out there doing shenanigans and it happens to be the main character guy. And the whole time he's just trying to make sure that this guy doesn't find out that it's him. Oh my gosh. Al is very smart. He's basically a genius. He's like the top three detectives in the world all in one person. Like I would kind of compare it to Full Metal Alchemist because there's a little bit of a love story where one character would is very willing to give up half of their life or another character only really has eyes for him. Oh my gosh. Don't bring Misa into this. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, there's also Misa in this show. She is crazy about light. He has this amazing girlfriend who would do anything for him and dresses up really cute, is basically a model. She is and, a model and, and an actress. she wants to help him make the world a better place. And she also has a ghost and it's very <laughs> cute, the two of them together. Like, they don't exactly like each other the same way. But oh my gosh. I feel like both... we're playing, like, describe the anime badly. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that anime. I mean, know that most people have probably already seen it. It's a very popular anime that a lot of people have already seen, at least parts of. But it's worth watching. It's definitely in my top favorite tennis animes. <laughs> like... The Same. main character and his Same. friend, they're trying to figure out who's the person trying to improve the world. <laughs> and they play tennis together. And it's Aww. so cute. See them go back and forth. Definitely one of my favorite college animes, too. Like, so inspiring seeing how Light can balance college work and being on the police force at the same time. How is he able to do that? And also making the world such a better place all at the same time. And he even gets time to eat potato chips. Yes, that's the other thing I was going to mention. There's this one part where he gets a nice portable TV. It's very cute. And he gets a potato chip bag and he's eating potato chips while he's doing his homework. He really lives a charmed life, doesn't he? Yeah. Wow, it's starting to sound like a slice of life anime than a it's, scary, it's, spooky anime. It really is more of a sports anime than a slice of life, I would argue. Um, <laughs> very psychological sports. Most of it happens on the tennis or most of the action. All right, everybody, you heard it here first. Go watch Death Note, the best psychological sports anime there is. I'm really sorry, by the way. I completely blanked that we were supposed to be talking about spooky anime. Mm -hmm. And it's called Death Note, so I got a little... Mm -hmm. I just thought of the word death. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Anyway, let's talk about some not tennis animes. <laughs> What's an actually spooky anime? You're such a troll. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Nothing. The next one I have is Erased. I like Erased. It's a very good anime. There's definitely mystery, scary elements to it. I would say it's definitely more of a mystery, but it's really good. I don't know if I exactly classify what happens in Erased as super spooky. There's definitely like suspense elements, uh -huh. like thriller, and there's definitely some really traumatic stuff in the story. Is it really spooky? I would say it can be because there's. All right, what's a the spookiest part that isn't a spooky? Spoiler. 
Well, there's a serial killer on the loose. Ooh. Sounds pretty spooky. Let's not talk too much about what yeah. the situation is with that. I watched that during a period of time where I was not happy with A1 Pictures, and they really impressed me. I was like, nah, A1 Pictures can't do anything. But, like, every once in a while, they drop a real gem. Erased is a gem. Check it out if you haven't. Yeah, it's good. One of the anime I wanted to talk about was one that we're watching right now. It's called Vampire Reign, Seraph of the End. I saw a very small clip of one of the vampire girls in a TikTok, like, eating an apple. And I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Like, the animation in the show looks gorgeous. Some of the fight scenes. And I was like, we gotta watch this, like, right now. It's October. It's spooky season. We got some spooky vampires to watch. And I gotta say, I've really been enjoying it. We'll talk about it later more. But yeah, Vampire Reign. It, it has some real spooky parts. I'm not gonna spoil it too much because it gets too in the story. Vampires are kind of spooky on their own too, right? Yeah, they are. It's been really good though. It was funny because I also had the idea of watching it next by myself. And we both were just talking about it like, oh yeah, why don't we just watch it together? It's October. This could be our October anime. And so it's been good. Vampires, action, fight scenes. What more could you ask for? We'll definitely talk more about it in the spoiler section. Yes, we will. Okay, what's the next spooky anime? The Danganronpa series. I love Danganronpa. I think I like the games a bit more than the animes, but the animes still hold up. They're good. Man, these games. The story of the first series especially, I think, is kind of spooky because they're Mm -hmm. very trapped. Right, you're trapped in this school and you don't know how you got there. First season of Danganronpa is is okay, but the other seasons, the hope arc, the despair arc, are all really good because that doesn't happen in the games. So we get to see kind of some of the -the Mm in-between, behind-the-scenes stuff, which was really interesting. I liked that a lot. One of those arcs was a killing game as well and like that got a really spooky at times it felt very battle royale people are killing each other there's just death all over the place well, like wow and it does a good job because it reveals stuff kind of over time yeah. and it kind of kept us guessing about you know what was going on well in normal Rampa fashion Rampa the games play off as more of a mystery yeah where it's just a setup for you to figure out who done it over right. and over again but in Rampa 3 you really get this feeling of watching people actually kill each other constantly and you feel this feeling of suspense like oh no what if it's going to be this character next it's not just oh somebody's going to die and I'm not going to see it it's like you're going to witness this thing on the screen and they animate it and it's kind of scary that it could happen whenever yeah it definitely has more of a battle royale kind of feel there's a lot more action to it because like you said you get to see more of it so I really enjoy the later parts of the series of of the anime in case you don't understand what a battle royale is it's that people are trapped all together a big group of people and they're told that they have to fight to the death until there's only one of them left so basically they get killed off one by one by each other Mm-hmm. until there's none of them left and it has that vibe to it for sure but it's it's a lot different from the games where they do that but it's it's more of it happens in secrecy my next one my next spooky spook i haven't finished this but i really wanted to bring it up because it really spooked me and that's serial experiments lane i really enjoyed the aesthetic of this anime like i've seen a lot of anime try to do this thing where just the general feel of the setting and of what's happening it makes you feel unsettled and it draws you in into the mystery of what's happening and it makes you think oh no we're going down a path 
that we're both not going to be able to return from and that is going to lead us to a horror basically and i haven't seen very much of it so i haven't seen a lot of that but the setup for it is really good and the the general aesthetic of the show the songs the visuals they did a really good job with it i've really enjoyed it yeah we've watched i think three or four episodes of it and i felt the same way it made me feel genuinely uncomfortable and you know there's a lot of shows that are good that i like that are kind of scary because there's violence but I feel like that show was scary because it was uncomfortable and it made me nervous and uncomfortable and I don't feel that way about a lot of anime so I liked that it did that I think if we watched more of it we would even continue to feel more and more uncomfortable and kind of creeped out as it went so what's your next spooky anime dead man wonderland yeah you watched that by yourself I did I believe I benched it all in one day this is really good actually I didn't think I would like it as much as I ended up liking it but it was really good it is another one of those violent battle royale ish in the beginning at least kind of anime the main guy ganta is chilling in his classroom living his best life and then something happens that he gets blamed for and he gets sent to a prison and basically all the prisoners there are forced to fight for people's entertainment the people in the crowd don't think it's real or they do think it's real they just don't care basically everybody there is just used to fight and kill each other so it's pretty interesting to watch pretty crazy he has a friend named shiro in the show too she's really interesting she can do some pretty interesting things action wise and powers wise and same with him he has some interesting powers so it can be a little like scary in the sense that it's action violence fights and things like that I liked it. I think it's a good show. Later on, it kind of gets more mystery, story oriented. So I I like how there's both parts of it, both the action and then more of a story of what do we do next? Where do we go now? So next up, I wanted to talk about one. I feel like if we didn't talk about this, then it wouldn't be complete. I feel like Tokyo Ghoul and Attack on Titan are both kind of spooky in their own way. We haven't watched Attack on Titan, so I just want to make sure I mention that. I'm too afraid. And It's um, too spooky. <laughs> Tokyo Ghoul we did watch, and man, the opening of Tokyo Ghoul unravel is amazing. And then the opening few episodes where he's discovering himself, that is absolutely crazy and terrifying. The implications of what is, is happening to him is just absolutely insane. And I gotta say, I, I gotta give him props for those first first few episodes i remember starting that anime by myself and i was like i can't do this i have to watch this with someone else i am not afraid of action i love watching horror movies i love watching all that stuff but cannibalism type of stuff really creeps me out a lot that's why i can't bring myself to watch attack on titan yet i think i'm getting to a place where maybe i will be able to but tokyo ghoul has that in it in the beginning and i'm like oh i don't know if i could do this so we watched it together and it was fine and once you get over some of the initial shock of it all it's not too bad Tokyo Ghoul in the beginning genuinely creeped me out. But I want to watch Attack on Titan. I hear it's so good, but I just, I see the scenes of the Titans coming up and eating people and it just creeps me out so much. I can hardly even look at it, but I want to watch it so bad. But Tokyo Ghoul was good. So what's another spooky anime that you want to talk about? Well, we both watched Death Parade. (laughs) What? The OP of Death Parade. Tricks you, makes yeah, you think it's a fun, it's a fun anime else. that you're gonna have a party. Makes you think it's just something else completely. But it ain't a party, not a party at all. You're going to the death bar. You're yeah. gonna talk to the bartender Deckham. That op is a banger. It is a banger. 
That was a good one. There's a lot of interesting things that happen. A lot of people get put into interesting choices and positions just to test their humanity and to test what they're really like. And it was very tense at times because I genuinely wouldn't know what was going to happen. And I genuinely didn't exactly know what the place we were at was all the time. Like, what are the rules here? Where are we going next? Are we going to learn more about where they are or what this whole decision making process is like? So it was really interesting. What do you think of Death Parade? I thought that it did a really good job of making you feel like there's something more going on the entire time. Like it made you really wonder what was happening. I don't feel like necessarily that I ever really understood what was going on, but (laughs) I feel like I definitely wondered a lot what was going on. (laughs) There are definitely some parts where I was like, what is happening? Like, I, I, I understand the concept of the games and, like, what's going on there, uh-huh. but outside of that, what's happening with their world. Yeah, their world is very interesting. I, I hope that there's another season sometime because I do want to learn more. One thing that I cannot not mention, that I absolutely have to mention this time, is Higarashi. Oh my gosh. It's getting a new season. We haven't watched any of it yet. But I really like this anime. When they cry is so good. It does a really good job of both making you like the characters in it and making you creeped out by those exact same characters. But then like reeling it back and you like them. But then reeling it out again and you also are scared still. I think of all the ones I have listed, this is one of the scariest ones might be the scariest one in my opinion if serial experiments lane is unsettling then i would say that when they cry is disorienting i would say that it's scary because you're trying to grasp onto things but you just don't understand and it keeps on throwing stuff at you and you're like trying to put the pieces together but when you try to find the purpose behind what's going on or what's happening you're like grasping at straws and they give you enough there for you to be like finding answers but to still feel Feel unsatisfied by it. It's very disorienting, that show. I think, too, it lulls you into a nice false sense of security. And you're like, oh, okay, this is a nice little area. And then slowly they just start giving you clues like, oh, maybe that person isn't so nice. Maybe our man Keiichi isn't so safe. Maybe he needs to get out of there, of this town, away from these weirdos. And then things just keep on building and building. And I do like, too, how you get introduced to different things in the in the world as you go, too. Because, like you said, it doesn't quite give you all the answers right away kind of spreads them throughout and I kind of do like that sometimes it can be a little confusing a little disorienting like you said but there's something about that anime I just what's your what's your favorite arc of that I really like try not to spoil anything but I could say the side of your head is not generally where a knife is kept (laughs) do you remember that I think so. I really just like the first arc, to be honest. And then yeah, I yeah, that's I when like, you don't know what's going on. I like the sister arc too. I really like it when Reyna is involved when they're in the landfill. Yeah, when they're in the landfill, for example. (laughs) That arc is really good, too. I feel like she's a really interesting character, and I just don't understand her. I don't know how somebody can be both the cutest and the most terrifying at the same time. That's the real mystery of it, is that she is somebody who is very menacing sometimes, but at the same time, I feel like I trust her. Yeah. I feel like... I like her and I want her to be herself and live her life. But like, please don't 
kill me. If I met her, I'd be like, oh my gosh, she's such a nice girl. She could totally like dog sit or water my flowers while I'm on vacation. She's trustworthy. Totally. But then also like she terrifies me and I want to run as far away from her as possible. Change my address, change my phone number, <laughs> stick it away from her. I don't understand how both things can be true about her, but I think that's part of what makes that anime so good though, is that you have all these characters that have such a duality of being both cute and fun and enjoyable characters, but also terrifying and scary at the same time. So, speaking of enjoyable characters that are also bizarre, Doro Hidoro, which I've talked Ooh, about pretty you recently. This one recently, yeah. I did. It's another very violent, very action oriented show. And it can be funny at times, too. But there are definitely scary elements to it, for sure, that are just really bizarre and kind of creepy at times. There are definitely times where I was just like, what is going on? I'm a little scared. And the villain in that show, N, is really cool, in my opinion. His ability is to make tons of mushrooms and stuff everywhere which doesn't sound like it would be all that scary but when he does it he can just destroy an entire town and just destroy everything and so everybody in that world looks like they could be a villain in another anime <laughs> like there's not very many traditionally good people you would think in that show like they're all killers they're all doing crazy stuff so the anime is just both fun to watch uncomfortable to watch and definitely creepy and a little spooky at times my next one is gonna be the promised neverland and i gotta say that one i feel like it tries to be really spooky a lot i don't feel like i was scared a ton i feel like i'd seen the concept enough times that it didn't blow my mind but i know when i like walked by when you you were watching it the first time right. without me I like walked by and I heard some like spooky stuff that mother said I was like whoa that sounds really spooky but they kind of like reveal the whole spooky element pretty early on there's definitely a lot of spookiness in the situation in the world and I think it's just really intense because there's worry of what's gonna happen next or are they gonna get caught with certain things that they're doing are they gonna be able to do the things that they want to do i think it's more like fear for their lives and like intense feelings of oh no what's gonna happen next is this gonna be the moment is this something bad gonna happen yeah and i think that they do a really good job of making you feel a bit unsettled around the caretakers in the show they do a really good job with that and with feeling like certain characters are powerless that makes you kind of feel scared knowing what happens if they mess up so the next one I have is Made in Abyss. Ooh, you watched that one by yourself, I right? did. That's yes. a really good show. I should really like to show it to you it's sometime. little children, right? But it's scary. It makes you think that it's just little children. Now, I personally did not necessarily find it as scary as what other people have said it is. I've seen a lot of articles talking about it. Where it's like saying how Whoa, it's a horror the anime. Most terrifying yeah, it's like, oh, this is, about is so children. scary. And it's like, makes you think it's not scary because it's like kids. But I still think it's super good, super worth watching. I have also watched a ton of scary stuff. So I think I've just gotten a little bit desensitized over my lifetime. Anyway, 
still think it's a really good show and there's definitely some intense scary moments in that show where you're like oh my gosh are they gonna be okay what's going on with them what are these creatures that they're being and dealing with and are these people that they're meeting in the abyss safe to be friends with or safe to trust what does it all mean as they continue to go farther and farther down into the abyss and i really like it i thought it was really good so my next one i think we've mentioned this before is future diary that's one of the first anime you showed me yes right after golden time well actually i tried to show you future diary before golden time and you you weren't ready for the high-pitched voice but no i was not ready i'm still not ready (laughs) (laughs) still Uh, can't still can't do deal with like that's all right We, we watched the dub and it was good Still one of my favorites. It's still in my top 10 favorite anime. Love that show. It's scary for a lot of really good reasons and that the future's kind of already spelled out for them. They can kind of have an idea of what's going to happen to them. And that is scary to know what is going to happen to you. And just the feeling of, oh, I'm going to die. That's a very terrifying thought. And I feel like when you're watching that, you're like, oh my word, they're going to die. <laughs> right, <laughs> over the and stakes over again. are super high in that show for anything that they do. And the other people in the game are not pleasant to be around. The ones that are like the least scary are the most scary looking or scary acting. And then the normal looking ones are like really messed up and scary. You think they're safe or you think they're normal people, but actually they're scary. And also, I really love Yuno in that show. The complexity in her character is really interesting. And in a similar way to when they cry, you really learn to trust Yuno, but not trust her. And she's kind of the main character's savior in a lot of places. But at the same time, she's very menacing and scary. I love Yuno. They did a great job with her character. They did. She's a really good balance of terrifying and protective and caring. But mo- a lot of a lot of it terrifying, you know, mostly terrifying. <laughs> but the more you learn about what's all going on, the more complicated it all seems to be. The next one is Servamp, which... Another vampire show. I love Yeah, vampires. I love vampire shows too. They're fun to watch. They're not always the best anime out there ever. Like Servamp, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Is it the best anime I've ever seen? No, but it was it was a good time. The main character, Mahiru, encounters a cat who turns out to actually be a vampire or demon guy, Kuro, and he's pretty fun. And in this show, vampires can become like a servant to a human master. Servamp, that's what, the, what that means. Servant vampire. And the villain in that show is really good. There's a group of different servamps and different things like that. They make the show interesting because of all the dynamics of everybody. In, in the group and all the kind of villainous sorts of people that you meet. It's very action-oriented, a lot of good fights, lots of interesting character dynamics, some mystery elements that I thought were interesting, some things I did not see coming. What's another one you've been thinking of? So on the vampire train, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is very spooky. It is spooky. Because of Dio! <laughs> yes, season one is super spooky. I love Dio. He's one of my favorite anime villains of all time here i'm gonna play the play play the clip play Play the the clip clip for the people you thought your first kiss would be jojo but it was i dio (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm happy to say i now have a shirt that says but it was me dio 
And I'm very happy that I own that. Do we have anything else to say about JoJo? Really? Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> what did you ask me? Dio! Okay. I feel like when I talk about JoJo, I'm just like, Jonathan, Dio, JoJo, Dio. <laughs> yeah, whenever I think about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, I know people don't care about the first season nearly as much as we do in general. But I thought the first season was so good. We got Speedwagon on the sidelines being best like, waifu. oh my gosh. Yeah, best waifu ever. Speedwagon. Being like, what's going to happen, JoJo? You have to fight him or else- JoJo! <laughs> Jojo! Dio's the most powerful (laughs) person alive, Jojo! You have to pay attention! Can't look away for a second, Jojo, or else he'll kill you and all your family! No, Jojo! What's happened, Jojo? Don't rush into battle, Jojo! (laughs) He can regenerate! Dio's a vampire, Jojo! Man, that show went downhill oh. after Speedwagon was no longer a part of I it. I think so, for sure. I mean, much love to Dardust Crusaders and all of that, but, like, Speedwagon wasn't there, so what are you gonna do when Best Waifu's gone, you know? I love this show. I miss talking about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. I miss watching it. It's so fun to talk about on our earlier podcasts. Jojo! <laughs> you thought that we would talk about Polnareff! <laughs> Oh, it's me, Speedwagon! <laughs> There's some real spooky stuff in, that happens to Paul and the Rap, though. I just want to say. For real. And, and yeah, in Stardust Crusaders. But I think the main spookiness is definitely in the first season. It's very, like, 1800s vampire. They, they even make a reference to Jack the Ripper. Spooky London, rainy darkness. Vampires on the loose. It is so good. I love the first season of JoJo. I got more on our vampire train. Sirius the Jaeger. Got my guy Yuli and his brother Mikhail. And there's vampire happenings in this anime. Destroying people's towns, taking people's lives, messing everything up. It's pretty good. Again, not one of like the best anime I've ever seen in my whole life. But I watched it, I think, all in like a day or two because it had a really interesting storyline. I really like stuff between brothers or best friends in anime and however that looks like whatever drama plays out with that. So that was appealing to me in Sirius the Jaeger because there's some interesting drama of what's going on with my brother? Like I'm sad about what happened to him in the past. Oh no. And it fuels his desire for his goals in the anime and in the future. And there's all these vampires going around town and destroying stuff. And then there are Jaegers that are fighting fighting the vampires and Yuli the main character is a Jaeger and there's some pretty cool stuff with that too. It's just an interesting time for all I feel like. It takes place in like the early-ish 1900s so there's some interesting stuff then too. It's a good show. I like all our vampire shows. Vampires are cool and scary. Tying in with vampires is Bakemonogatari or Kizumonogatari. I think Kizu especially has some parts where the main character is encountering a vampire and they not know what to do. Very freaked out. They feel it in their heart that they could escape at any moment. Like they just need to run. Aragi's so nice. He sees some vampire on the ground, runs away and comes back to help them. I would definitely be running away, calling 911. I don't know what's going on down there. Can you please help me? There's some scary lady downstairs in the subway. Please help. Yes. And (laughs) especially in Kizu, they definitely do a good job 
job of making you feel the suspense and the horror at certain times and I, I love that and there's sprinklings of that as well throughout the series of the feelings of suspense you don't know what's going on or they're running away from something that they can't escape or just the feeling of terror that a relationship isn't going to continue the way you think it will forever or worry about if your relationship is going to change that can be just as terrifying as a ghost and I think that the emotional aspects of the show can be just as terrifying as what they end up exposing themselves to be in the external world yeah I definitely think so too and I, I like when those elements the emotional elements also meet the supernatural the scary elements I think the Nautico Medusa arc is a good example of that too combining the emotional parts with the action kind of scary part also I thought that was a really good arc I enjoyed that a lot because it did feel like they were using the action and scary things to represent how she was feeling inside a lot of her anger inside that was really good there's so many different supernatural scary elements to that show that are all really good all right last one i would argue the best one it's my second favorite anime psychopaths oh i love psychopaths i do too and this is definitely more of a mystery thriller action show i would say versus traditional horror what a great show enemy but character as well yes makashima is terrifying he's super intelligent just a puppeteer really i like that i like when you get introduced to characters who are scary throughout the series like, I will never forget the arc with the paintings. I'll never forget that arc either. It's one of those animes where they do very little wrong during the course of the anime. The directing's great. The characters are really interesting and compelling. The philosophy is really compelling. The sci-fi setting, they do a great job with and with explaining enough about the technology that makes you feel like you trust it a little. Explaining enough about the technology that you're scared of what the implications are. They nail it. And like I was saying with Makishima... They introduce a lot of smaller villainous people throughout and you just see that he's just using them as puppets for his own bigger game and I think that that's really interesting just seeing a villain who's able to use people who are already really scary. <laughs> Yes. So it's like, oh, wow, these people are scary. If he's the one that's doing all of this, if he's the biggest bad, how is he in comparison? So I love Psychopaths. Like you said, the characters are really good. The setting is great. There's so much about it that I just absolutely love. I think it's one of the best stories in all of anime just the way that things all line up together the character arcs of people and all of that just the way that everybody grows and changes as people as the show goes on like Akane and how Kogami changes and how their interactions are together just the like you said the concepts both the scientific concepts the moral concepts is it worth giving up our freedom to keep us safe? What does it really mean to be in a utopian society? Is it actually dystopian society to live in a world where you're not free, but there's also safety in it? Kind of reminds me in a sense like Death Note, which is my third favorite anime also because of some of these things. Because it asks a lot of good moral questions of what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad. And I think that's what makes this one so good too because the villain is presenting ideas that aren't crazy, right? They're not ideas that aren't worth exploring also. Yes, it's very morally complex anime and it really pushes how you might feel about situations to like make you think more about is this right or is this wrong? So much of the idea behind it is that people are complicated. Systems are complicated. Justice is complicated. These aren't just black and white issues necessarily. 
necessarily. They're worth exploring. They're worth thinking about. And I like the questions that Psychopaths brings up. And I like the sense of fear and intensity and drama that it brings while doing so. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of really good philosophical thought in this show of the world should be this way, the world should be that way. And it does a really good job of taking those different thoughts of this is how I believe people should act and walking the dog on those thoughts. Like this is the perfect person that acts that way and thinks with that philosophy. Now walk the dog on that thought until you reach the end. What are the positive and negatives here? And you get to see the outcome of that, of when you don't take this action because of your morals, that has consequences. When you do take an action because of your morals that has consequences we get to see a lot of that and i feel like it does a really good job exposing the flaws and the benefits i think it's easy for people to say well of course there's a potential for a perfect society and this is what it would look like and this is what we would do and if we're all safe then that's perfect if we're all doing this that's perfect but there's always going to be flaws in our systems whether we like to believe that or not and i think that that show really explores what that means and what that could look like and what harm that could do in thinking that you're living in a society that's perfected its justice system, but perhaps hasn't. It just does a really good job of showing this new world, really fleshing out the world, having characters that live in it that make you think, and telling a story that's just really great. We love Psychopaths. So next up is our waifu of the week, Himiko Toga. From My Hero Academia. that was the beautiful wonderful Himiko Toga that we all know and love whenever she's in the anime you know it's a good episode but one of the things I really love about My Hero is that they really have complex characters that they don't always explain up front some characters they want you to know ahead of time what they're about but Himiko Toga is one of those characters that you sort of learn about over time you don't even know what her power is when you meet her up front you just see her running around attacking people sucking their blood out she is very scary they frame her in a very scary way and then they kind of mess with your head a little i think it's one of the very few actual psychological horror parts of my hero is that they try to mess with your head in terms of is this somebody i can trust anybody at any time could be untrustworthy because of himiko toga and that is kind of crazy what, what do you think of himiko i think she a little wild <laughs> she's a little crazy yes bit of a yandere but I also think she has interesting motivations. Like, she's obviously very lonely and she wants friends. And I think her power is pretty interesting pretty unique yeah Himiko Toga it's hard to understand her she can be really scary and she almost seems a little crazy but I feel like as the story goes on you begin to understand more and more about why she is the way she is and in fact early on especially because of how she is the way she is it really freaks you out the way she talks one of the lines toward the beginning is that she wants to be Mr. Stainy and then she follows that up with immediately I want to kill Mr. Stainy you don't even know what her power is at that point and it seems like she has a really complex relationship with the idea of being someone and hurting someone and liking someone and as it goes on you see that she didn't get very much love in her childhood and the only way she was able to get close to people is by stalking them basically and people were too freaked out by her power to Mm -hmm. ever get close to her because only a villain is going to want to drink people's blood but she still has emotional needs just like anybody else and so i feel like she uses her power to be able to feel close to people she wants to become people 
because she wants to feel closer to them and that has led her to feel like if she's in love with someone that also means that she wants to be them and she confuses that with love and in the same kind of way that people confuse a lot of things with love when they feel good in a moment and they confuse that with love she does that a lot where she confuses the chase and becoming somebody to being close to them and it makes her act really crazy just because nobody's willing to be her friend well and it makes you wonder too like did she just join the league of villains because she actually wants to be a villain or did she join it because she feels like people there will accept her and she'll belong there i think she joined the league of villains because she wants to be a villain i think she joined the league of villains because she believes that the world is not good because of the powers that they have i think she feels that her power has led to a lot of sadness in her life and she feels as though people should be more fair to everybody with powers and not treat her as an outcast because of her powers and these heroes get treated super nice because of their powers but she gets ostracized because of her powers i think that she sees that problem in the world and she is just trying to help correct it by becoming a villain and working with the league of villains yeah i'd agree with that i mean like we've talked about before on our podcast my hero is definitely set up in a world where people who have powers who are good and convenient are going to be the ones that get praised just like mm-hmm. the guy who has powers where he can read people's minds and, and right. use their minds against them that could be easily manipulated for evil right and so he doesn't get praised for that and people think of him as a potential villain so even though almost everybody has powers and that's great some people's powers are just naturally going to be more inclined towards a villain and more inclined towards a hero traditionally so i do think that the league of villains have good reasons to be angry at the heroes at times because it's not their fault that they have certain powers it's just what they ended up with and who knows what kind of person she would have been had she just been given a different power like maybe she was given the ability to throw rocks at people or something who knows do anything where you don't have to drink someone's blood right (laughs) anything that didn't have to do with blood to really hit home the point that you're making i think that one of the best things my hero academia does is is what you're talking about and i feel like toga encapsulates that perfectly and shows like hey here's somebody who based on her personality and based on how she wants to be in life would have been a normal person if her power was normal or if she didn't have a power but probably just because her power was a villainous power and probably because of her environment and how people treated her she ended up wanting to be more of a villainous kind of person i think they showcase that well when she's talking to uraka i don't think himiko is that much older than them no she is older she she's close to being an adult and later on the series she is an adult right so they're all like 16 i think she's like 18 ish she's 17 in the beginning and then 18 later on okay she's not that much older than them so when she's comparing herself to uraka like i can tell by the look on your face you also have a person that you have a crush on and it's like she has these normal feelings right you know having a crush on someone is normal wanting to be friends with people is normal but then it's the way that she goes about it which is very crazy and not normal at all (laughs) so it's kind of sad in a way to see that she has these normal feelings and wants and desires but her power or her childhood has led her to choose to be this kind of person instead 
they did something really cool with Himiko Toga with her looks because they had the opportunity to make a really cool villainous character and what they chose to go with is a average schoolgirl wearing a cardigan with messy buttons that acts like a peppy schoolgirl. But that's part of what makes her a little bit creepy at times and yeah. part of what makes her interesting is because she's like I'm gonna go talk to the people at UA and I'm gonna go defeat some of the kids there. She just seems so into it and ready to go and anytime that they need her to do something for the league of villains she's just like okay let's go she always seems to me like she's having a pretty good time yeah and it's fun to watch i i really enjoy watching her because she's very funny at the end of the day very funny she's Um, sassy yeah very sassy i like that kind of character but also she's a little crazy a little crazy and her outfit is infinitely cosplayable Like, everybody can get a schoolgirl, a cardigan, and a wig with messy buns. They did a great job making somebody super cosplayable, super recognizable still. I've seen so many good cosplays of Himiko Toga. They all work really hard and they nail it. And it feels like they just 100% did a great job with this villain, making her memorable, easy to cosplay. Her character is very interesting and well fleshed out throughout the series, but intriguing up front as well. She is definitely an interesting lady. What do you think about her fangs i like fangs you like them i feel like she looks cool with them i don't i don't mind them i don't remember her ever using them to drink blood though neither do i and you think that she would yeah you, you'd think that would be like one of the main things she does is chomp onto people and like <laughs> i'm gonna drop the, the clip again chop onto people and just so what are your top three things that you like about Himiko Toga? My number three thing is I love her unique appearance. Love the way that they made somebody that's both really cute but also really scary. That's an amazing thing that they pulled that off. They executed it really well. I love her messy bangs. Love the skirt. They do a really good job with her outfit. It's really cute. It doesn't make you immediately think, oh, this is every other anime girl. And yet it is. She has kind of like shifty eyes as well. And these yellow eyes, yellow irises that are very creepy. I love it. Number two favorite thing is I love that she's so talented outside of her ability her ability is very useful and you would think that it's overpowered and that she could use it in so many different places in the series but 99% of the time you just see her a normal girl with training throughout her whole life just go toe-to-toe with full-on heroes like not just one a ton of full-on heroes just from the ability to dodge really well and have really good knife play she makes real heroes bleed and she's basically just a normal girl like (laughs) does nobody recognize that she wild the amount she of amazing training she must have had growing up i don't know if she trained with somebody or if she just learned all those moves herself but she can make herself disappear almost at will she can sneak up on people she can get the upper hand in combat really easily and she can get out of your range almost instantly all the time she's probably one of the most talented at combat or the most talented at running away from fights that she could lose one of the two and my number one thing that i love about toga is her personality i love how complex her personality and her backstory is her character just in general really intrigues me and i love seeing somebody who up front seems like one kind of person but when you dig into it you see that sometimes monsters aren't so different from us 
my top three things in no particular order. I would say I really like her personality. She's very peppy. She always seems, like I said, she always seems like she's having a good time. And every time I see her on the screen, I always know something interesting is going to happen or something like wild or crazy or weird's gonna happen. And so every time she's on the, on the screen, I pay more attention because I'm like, what's gonna go down? I bet it's gonna be something cool. I bet it's gonna be something that might make me uncomfortable, but I can't look away. So I, I like her personality. I, th I think she's fun and funny and she adds a lot to the League of Villains and to the story whenever she's on screen. I also really think she's like you were saying she's really brave because she goes toe to toe with people and she never seems afraid of what's going on. She always kind of just seems like whatever I'm gonna do what I want. I'm gonna fight these people. I don't have as strong as fighting skills the same. As but... far as we know it's not like she can use other people's powers when she drinks their blood. Yeah. So she's just still just a normal person. Yeah, I mean, as far as I understand, I don't think she can. I don't know that for sure. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Yeah, I don't think she used Every time we've watched it, it's just been normal her. Yeah. So anyway, she's super brave. She's just doing what the League of Villains wants her to do and just fighting people head on. So I admire that about her. I also think, lastly, that I always like when there are more complicated characters, right? And I... I think she's a, a more complicated character. Like, I think the League of Villains is really interesting in the sense that a lot of the people on there have really interesting backstories, have really compelling reasons why they chose to be villains. It's not just, har har har, I'm evil, and I'm going to be evil because I like to be evil. Evil is fun. Whatever cartoon cut out of what an evil person is that's just going to be defeated by the, the hero because hero good, villain bad. I think that she's a more complicated person than that and I like that about her like I like that there's more to her than maybe what meets the eye and more to her than maybe other villains and, and some other shows not just anime just you know shows in general she's complicated I will say though as much as I've been gushing about Himiko Toga I want to be clear that the people that ostracized her and all that kind of stuff they had valid reasons yeah. Uh, somebody who talks about blood the way that she does is going to creep just about anybody who doesn't have a vampire fetish out. So. I mean, would I be her friend? Probably not. If no. she, as soon as she started gushing about blood, I would probably be like, uh. I gotta go. My mom. My mom's calling me home for dinner. Bye. My mom just called. Pick me up. Pick me up. Pick <laughs> my me up. mom said I can't hang out with you anymore. <laughs> Yeah, just never come back. Oh yeah. my gosh. Wait, I, I love you, Himiko. I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just saying that I understand why people yeah. are Oh yeah, out. I understand why she was made into a villain. But that's the good thing about the world of my hero, right? Is that there are people who I feel bad for them, but I get why people ostracize them. The main villain of the show, if he touches you and you disintegrate, that's really terrifying. I would not want to be around him, just in case, because you never know, even if he doesn't do it on purpose. But it's sad for him because it's not like he wanted to be born that way. It's not his fault that this is what his power was. I get both sides here. I think that's what makes it interesting. Himiko is an interesting lady. League of Villains is interesting. Yeah, she's cool. She's really funny. I really love Himiko. All right, well, to wrap that up, I've got another clip of Toga. This is one of my favorite clips from her. You really see her personality jump out. There's too many people here now, and I don't feel like being killed tonight. Toodles. 
So next up, we're going to talk about some of the anime that we've been watching recently. This includes anime like ReZero Season 2, Isekai Quartet Season 2, My Team Romantic Comedy, Snafu Climax, Reddit Girlfriend, Uzaki-chan, and more. And in this part, we're going to talk about spoilers for those things. So you can find the episodes that we watch and the timestamps in the description if you want to skip to a particular part you want to listen to. All right, Spiral Fish Cake, start us off. So I finished Cromarty High School last podcast. I was basically finished with it, and now I am officially finished with it. It was really good. It <laughs> ended so randomly. They're just all, like, having a crisis about what they're going to do next. The main guy's like, I don't know what I'm going to do next with my high school life. What should we be doing? And everyone's like, I don't know. I don't really think that much of the future. He's like, you guys never think about the future? They're like, no, we just kind of live as, <laughs> Man, this as show life seems goes. Like a blast sometimes. It, it is really such funny. a good show. I loved it so much. The ending was so random, but the running gags just kept running and I just kept enjoying it. The ending was just as good as the beginning. It was super random. It didn't have any like specific end. You know, nothing really happened that ended the show, but that's exactly what I was expecting and exactly what I was kind of hoping for. It's just some more randomness. You know, when you have a show that you love just because it's super random and the ending is super random, what else could I have wanted or hoped from it? You know, so it was good. I did give it an eight. Really? Because I love it I, I'm so much. glad you gave that an eight. I feel like it deserved it in your mind. Like, you know, my life has been legitimately a little bit worse since I it ended. <laughs> since I'm not watching it anymore. Yeah, now you're watching what GTO, and it's not yeah. the same. No, it's not the same. Tell us about GTO. So GTO, aka Great T- Teacher Onizuka, is pretty good. I mean, I heard really good things about this anime. I was super hyped to watch it. Like so hype. Right. It was just a little weird and a appropriate at times things that i'm like bro you're a teacher maybe shouldn't be doing those things so some of the stuff that he does that i'm like okay teacher really shouldn't be doing that is it's mostly in the beginning and i'm up to episode 32 now which is about i think there's like 40 something episodes so I'm, I'm getting close to finishing it and they definitely lessened that as time went on and i guess you know some of it is it's about this dude who used to be this big gang leader like big delinquent dude he's not necessarily a good person and he wants to become a teacher he does really teach a lot of these kids some super good lessons granted he goes about it in really like unconventional ways ways that i'm a little bit like not approving of sometimes but he's so dedicated to being a teacher it's really great to see it the show has a lot of heart and i do really enjoy it It does make me laugh it is an older anime it's from 1999 so some of the humor might be a little bit outdated or or something that might not be completely acceptable today that may have been thought to be acceptable back then that still wasn't okay but was more accepted then i'm a little disappointed in it because it wasn't exactly what i was expecting but i am still having a really good time and like i said show has a lot of heart he's definitely not a perfect teacher by any means and that's part of the point i wouldn't expect a former gang leader to be this perfect nice teacher all the time but i appreciate the lessons that he really tries to teach and how much he really goes above and beyond for all of his students like he's so dedicated to to caring about them and to loving them and to be fair to him too this class that he inherits is notorious for being an evil class full of really bad students it's like a private school for really smart kids and he's like 
not even that smart but there's some arcs about that too he's just like always getting into some form of trouble and it's always pretty amusing he tries his best and i appreciate that i i do enjoy it how do you rank it so far i think i'd give it a seven would it be an eight if it wasn't problematic yeah if there weren't so many like weird problematic parts it still kind of feels like you would give it a seven i don't know it's close okay seven not that seven's bad at all for me so it, it might be a high seven close to an eight then yeah, it's ranked super high on my anime list. Oh, it's wow. like 8.71, which is super high. Yeah, for my anime list, for sure. Yeah, considering that <laughs> I think Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood's the number one anime, and it's like 9.03, I think is what it was rated. I definitely do not feel that strongly about it. A lot of other people seem to really like it, but I am enjoying it so far. I'm interested to see how it turns out. I guess I'll probably see that soon since i only got like 10 more episodes to go so what's another one that we've been watching so recently we watched episodes one and two of isekai quartet season two together and i've really been enjoying that so far i, I feel like i have to be in a certain mood to watch isekai quartet like i don't really feel like watching anything super life-changing but like i just want to have a good time and now i get to see naofumi and some of my favorites like raftalia and them get to interact with all these other people too and yeah. It's been it's been fun so far. I've I've liked it. It's been really fun seeing Naofumi and Raftalia and Philo come and, and interact with everybody. I also loved the episode where they were all planning on stealing alcohol from the principal's office. <laughs> oh my word, that was the most ridiculous thing. That was thing. so ridiculous. And Aqua was like, let me help! And Kazuma's like, no, if she helps, we're all screwed. No, don't let her help. And they let her help anyway. And it, yeah, it and doesn't And they were all out. screwed. Yep, and then they were all screwed. Shocker. <laughs> I can't wait to see more of Naofumi interacting with Subaru and Kazuma. Mm -hmm. I think that'll be really funny. Why isn't it called Isekai Quintet? That's the real question. Yeah, why isn't it called in Isekai Quintet? Maybe is it not as fun it. to to go Isekai, Isekai Quintet? Isekai Quintet. No, they don't even sing that. That's they hard. sing like a I don't know what the genre is. The same thing that Family Guy does where it's like that's the style of opening Like now. more poppy. Well, it's like a show tune almost. They're literally on stage in like formal outfits doing the song and doing jazz hands and stuff. It's very particular style. Yeah. It's very much like the Family Guy opening. Well, I can't wait to watch more. Same. You know what else I watched more of? What else did you watch more of? Rehamatora. I Ooh. finished it. We found out some crazy stuff about Nice. It's found out some crazy stuff about some of the other characters. You know, I, I didn't like it as well as the first season. I don't think just because I like art as a character, mm -hmm. but some of the reasoning we found out about, I was just like, really? And, and I'm a little confused too, because in the first season, the school that they go to seems like a school, genuine school. But in the second season, they almost make it seem like it's more of an experimental place because Art's younger brother gets found out to, to have a minimum ability before he Art finds out about his. He doesn't think he has one. And then Art's younger brother is found to have the ability to, as far as I understand, make people who don't already have powers have them in some sort of way. And so he is able to do that. And so they're experimenting on him and doing all these things to him. And so it just paints this very like dark picture of the school and i'm like so is this actually a school like what is this place so it felt a bit like there were some inconsistencies from the first season and the second season and i read somewhere too that art's brother was briefly mentioned in the first season and shown and looked very different than he actually ends up looking in the second season so i thought that was odd too i mean a lot of it is about them going up against art 
you learn more about each of the characters and their backgrounds, which was okay. And then they're starting to get side effects from using their minimum because of one of the other characters who has kind of like the opposite effect. She can take away some right. people's minimums. I thought it was okay. I think I gave it the same rating as the first season. I think I gave them both sevens, but I don't feel like it was as good as the first season. I was a little disappointed with the ending. I was just like, okay, so they're getting weird side effects now from having their minimums. And I felt like that was explained enough, but some of it just felt like a little too much going into a totally different direction where I was hoping it would focus more on on certain other things. Like I was hoping it would focus more on what it's like for them to have minimums now that everybody knows about them. And like, I was hoping art would have a more interesting motivation other than my brother had this dream of us doing this thing together. It didn't really make sense. I felt like the motivation. Maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention or didn't understand fully, but it was all about his little brother. But like, why would his little brother want him to be doing these things? He would be unhappy that he's trying to do these things so it just felt weird moral was a better villain and they had moral's assistant i think in the first season become one of the villains too kind of later on in the season in the second season and i was just like why was this necessary she was super unnecessary and, and i wish that she wasn't part of it at all and then there's another guy that was a, a part of a, the small villain group that was in cahoots with moral's assistant and he turned out to be like more evil than what he first appeared and it just all seemed so like shoved in and, and it wasn't helpful like, I didn't think it added anything. They were just cramming a lot into one season. They were just, like, cramming a lot of information in, and it just sort of felt a little messy at times. But I still enjoyed it, but I'm glad I watched it. So, next thing that we watched together was Vampire Rain. We talked a bit about this earlier. Vampire Rain, Sarah for the End. We watched episodes 1 through 14 so far, and as we said before, we really liked it. Since we could talk about spoilers, the opening Oh my, oh my gosh! Like, Everyone gets murdered in cold blood by the vampire man! That's the craziest thing. You're ready to watch a show where it opens and you're in the normal world. Maybe somebody's being chased by a vampire. And you're like, ooh, that person looks like they're having a hard time. Maybe they got bit by a vampire. What's going to happen? And all of a sudden, everybody else starts acting weird. And then, whoosh, there goes the bus going then right into the building and crashing around. And then, whoosh, there goes the airplane crashing down. And the whole world is catching fire. <laughs> Well, I thought that it would be, like, a little bit more planning of them trying to run away. Mm -hmm. And I thought that maybe a couple of the kids would die, but maybe that him and Mika would escape together. Him, Mika, and that girl would escape together. In the opening, then you just see that one girl, played by Monica Rial in the dub, the pink-haired girl just walking through the flames. That was insane! With the plane crashing in the background. Oh, my word. And you think it's going to be one thing when they get captured and like they turn into livestock. Yeah. You think it's going to be one thing, like a Promised Neverland situation. Right, that's what I was thinking. The background art, the art director for that show must have just been completely inspired. The background art is gorgeous all the time. The city that the vampires live in is absolutely gorgeous. The backgrounds outside of the city are amazing. And I love smug characters, so like every single character in the show is cool to me. <laughs> yeah, Half of them are smug and the other half are that emo kid that thinks he can do everything by himself. That's so true. I really like Mika and Yu's relationship so far. Where we're at right now in the story, at episode 14, Yu is torn between trying to help Mika, but also trying to not just disregard 
regard his new comrades, like his new family. So I wonder where that's gonna go. They're hinting a lot at, well, okay, they're not hinting anymore. They're basically saying that the humans experimented on you because he has a seraph power or whatever. We still don't really fully understand all of that. In Mika's point of view, they're using him, which I mean, and he's kind of being used by the vampires too. But I think in his view, he thinks nobody is safe and they should just run away together. <laughs> which part of me is like, yeah, just go. Run away together. Go live your best life somewhere else away from these people. But also, it's hard to know like who's good, who's bad. Because I love Gurren. I think Gurren's like husbando material, you know. I already consider him husbando material, but I'm getting a little nervous now. Getting a little worried because he's starting to act like a little bit evil sometimes, you know, a little concerning, a little, yeah. little manipulative, a little shady. So I don't know. I'm a little, a little worried. A little, little scared. But are you seeing that through someone else's eyes or through how Gurren acts? Both. But to be fair to Gurren in this world, what else are you supposed to do? You gotta defeat the vampires somehow. You're gonna have to figure out ways to defeat them and, and what will that look like. But I don't think it's morally okay to do that. I just see his point of view. Well, if you see that point of view, then look at the guy from the family. is higher up in rank than Gurren. I forget his name, but he's willing to do anything. Yeah. And I... it means increasing his power and, and getting back power over the vampires rather than being oppressed by vampires. Yeah, I don't like that guy. He was scary. But that's the same philosophy. I feel like Gurren wouldn't go quite that far. Right. If you walk the dog on that thought process, that's yeah. where it goes. I guess Gurren has some morals on some things. I'm very excited to see where it's going to go because it did not go the direction I thought in the beginning. It started to go away that I thought was going to be kind of predictable and then it stopped going that way. I was like, wait, what is this thing coming out of you's back? What is up with this? Why is he going crazy? Why is he going to try to be a monster himself? What's going on? Why are they experimenting on him and other people? How deep does this go? Like how many other people have they experimented on? I was not expecting this to be so complex and like who is morally right and wrong here. I thought it was going to be a pretty cut and dry vampires bad, humans good. But since it's not been that, I've been even more into the show. I think that I've really been enjoying how it's been developing recently. Like I liked the beginning a lot, like I said, but then as it's been going on, it's been getting more and more complicated. The pacing is really good. It has that good shonen pacing where you mm -hmm. learn more and more. You're intrigued. You're scared that something bad might happen because of how they're trying to get more power. And then bad stuff does happen, but then they still want that power. It has a really good pacing to it and really good at capturing that feeling of mystery in terms of like, ooh, should we be getting this power or not you know my only complaint is that i'm getting really tired of them being so heavy-handed on the family thing like this is your new family you this is your family you mm -hmm. need to focus on family 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 your conrads are your family they come before everybody else okay i get it thank you because they're never gonna replace the family he had before and i i'm tired of them making it seem like they will or that it can because it's not gonna happen so I also watched Millionaire Detective episodes three and four. How is that? It's really good, but the last episode was so random. I watched it yesterday and I was like, what is going on? It felt like a slice of life. Daisuke doesn't have his phone or any way to connect to his butler, like the person who gives him money. He doesn't have any way to connect to his balance. Sure. So he's basically unable to do anything of use because he, he can't get money, which is where all of his power comes from. And Haru, his partner, calls him and it's his day off and he's like, hey, I need help with something. And it's a boy with a missing dog. That's all. It wasn't anything super crazy. So it's just about them trying to find this dog 
long. And then Daisuke ends up just staying over at Haru's house because he doesn't want to go home. And they don't really ever say why he didn't want to go home or anything like that. I thought that he was a detective. Doesn't he have detective abilities? More than just his balance. He is able to really find creative ways to use money to but do stuff. he does have abilities to detect things, right? Yeah, so, so... So even without his money, he still has, like, logic and... Yeah, he does. He's the one that finds the dog in the end, which what really happened is the boy's dog got ran over by a car and killed, and he bought one of the dogs from the same litter and gave it to the boy and said it was that dog. It's kind of messed up, actually, but... Yeah, but also that's what parents sometimes do, Yeah, so... I mean, this boy was, like, I think nine... So, I mean, what are you going to do, right? Although, that's normally more of a thing that you do with a stuffed animal. <laughs> right, than an actual animal. Or, or a animal. fish. I, I feel like people do that with fish a lot. They don't want to deal with talking to their kid about death when it comes to a fish. I so mean, they just buy a new fish. I don't know if I agree with this choice, but I guess it all worked out. But it felt very a filler episode, which was very confusing to me. Because why would it episode four be a filler episode but whatever i had a great time it was really funny seeing kambe have to face the real world like he didn't know how to do a lot of stuff there's a part where haru is at home with him and he's like this is where you live and he's like yeah do you have a problem with that it's just like an apartment building and he goes up there and he's like okay here chop this to make it faster and you can definitely tell He's never chopped anything in his whole life. And he's just sitting there, like, trying to chop. And he cuts himself a little. And he looks at it and he's like, where's your safety kit? And Haru's like, I don't have one. Just, like, lick it or something. And he just stares at it. And he's like, licks it a little bit. And he just looks at it like, oh my gosh, what is this? This is weird. It's just really funny. And Haru's trying to, like, make him all this food. Because he's like, I know that you're probably used to, like, fancy rich people food. But here's what we have. And so trying to get him to eat. And he eventually does eat one of the dishes and really likes it. And then he cooks it later for his family and he's like so proud of himself it's really funny but just their their dynamic is funny and Haru's very down-to-earth grounded traditional kind of dude and mm. Daisuke's very like coddled cool rich man so it's also established I thought this was just his sister but there's a girl that lives at the mansion with him that it's a family member they don't say who I just thought it was his sister but it's kind of weird because she just watches him all day through the screen because she's very worried about him and tries to get him to come back home using like various means in the real world that's kind of weird like she manipulates a sign to say like come back home it's Suzue and I'm like girl you need to chill because she's so worried about him because he's never been out that long right so I don't know what their relationship's supposed to be was it good was it at least an entertaining fish out of water story it was very entertaining that's good it was pretty funny just seeing him out of his element and then when Haru wakes up they've been drinking the night before and he thought he left and he wakes up and he opens the bathroom and Daisuke's in the bathroom holding his knees it looked like he was asleep or something it's just like what's going on so it was pretty funny because he's usually so suave and cool and like send me this thing virtual butler money bank man and then he get, gets all this stuff. Like, he gets cool gadgets all the time. Like, send me a helicopter and send me all this stuff. So right. he's always so cool, suave, like 007 type of dude. James Bond type of dude. So it's fun to see that kind of guy just being so fish out of water, going to the grocery store, cutting up potatoes. Another thing that we watched together is My Team Romantic Comedy Snafu Climax. We're up to episode six. I'm not even sure if I 100% remember everything that happened, but basically some bad stuff happened with 
prom where the parent teachers association or whatever they have over there the council is not happy with how they were dancing so close to each other and now kiki is trying to throw his own prom to compete with her prom so hiki's trying to make a prom that competes with yuki's prom so that the school feels like they have to choose between one of the two proms because when you have two choices in front of you you have to pick one i feel like he's not quite understanding that she doesn't want help i don't know he's trying to like do things that she wouldn't want him to do i'm a bit confused by all this i don't know why the big deal is it's like such a huge deal everything this season is such a big deal and it's so small and petty and then yui gahama is like oh i just want to pretend for a little bit longer and then i'm gonna cry and i'm like what are you talking about i think she's like it feels nice to have all this alone time with just him but hold on when they're alone together and they're taking pictures of the coffee machine stuff like the vending machines they're spending time together i'm enjoying that like that's fun yeah i feel like that's fun when they're spending time together i don't really miss yuki noshita that much honestly if it was just him and her i'd be fine yeah if it's just her, him and yui honestly that's fine with me but also i'm really tired of yui's woe is me i'm just gonna pretend that this is awesome and all good yui's oh my gosh we are having so much fun turns away i must smile and bear it <laughs> Like, yeah, I must smile and bear it while I can because I know this won't last for... It's like, why is this so dramatic? Why are y'all so dramatic? Like, I understand this is a high school anime and there's always going to be drama with romance and high school anime and whatever. But this has gone too far for too long and I'm losing my mind. Every once in a while, Hiki will explain something for too long, overanalyze. Hiki, we don't need all your explanations. We don't need them. Life is not as complicated as you're making it out to be. They're overanalyzing every single little situation to the point where it's just stressful. I feel like with each season of this anime, I have enjoyed it so much less. Like Snafu, the first season was so much better. The middle season was okay. In this season, it's just making me and more and more annoyed as time goes and i honestly don't know why i keep watching it i guess i just feel like i need to finish it i just want them to have a prom already we're like amen we're like six episodes in we're halfway through this anime there's only 12 episodes and what has happened so far nothing nothing has happened so far they have talked about prom and that's it that's it i hope that they have a prom i'll be happy for them if they have one it'll be nice Lots of crazy stuff can happen during dance episodes of, of stuff or like prom episodes of, or celebration type episodes. Really bring people together. Really make people choose who they love and don't love. But I'm just ready for that to happen already. I don't need any more of the student council drama. This who will he choose drama. If he doesn't choose anyone at the end, I'm going to lose my mind. I have earned that. I've watched so many episodes of this anime. I've earned something to happen. Okay, that's how I feel. How do you feel? He better pick Yui. Yeah, he better. He better pick Yui and Yuki can just like go into politics. Or that boy. He could totally pick his friend and just leave the two of them. Maybe Yui and Yuki could get together. I don't know. I don't know. He has more chemistry. I'm not really a shipper kind of person, but yeah. He has more chemistry with that dude than anybody else in this show. He definitely seems attracted more to that dude than anyone else in the show. 
He blushes around him. He's so much nicer to him than everybody else. What is this? I don't even know. Anyway. He has the cutest smile in the show, probably. And, like, he acts really cute around him. And, like, he makes Hiki blush all the time. I feel like they're really trying hard. So what else have you been watching? I've also been watching Run With The Wind. Mm-hmm. Watched up to episode 22, which is the second to last episode as far as I understand. And Kakaru is becoming like one with the wind and he's running so well. I was so proud of him. He's just going and going and running past everybody and trying to get a record for himself. And I'm just really excited. I don't know how this is going to end because not everybody has still run yet. So and there's only one episode left. And so they're going to have to accomplish a lot in the last episode. And I don't know if Kakaru is just gonna keep on running the whole rest of the way maybe i don't really know what's gonna happen but this last episode was mostly focused on king getting to the end and contemplating how he's feeling about friends and making connections with people and how running and being on the team has helped him feel a part of something and then that kind of ended and then it's been about kakaru and it's just exciting to see him he's the main character of the show but just run and really embrace who he is as a person it's so cool to see people fall in love with things and even though I'm not a big sports person I've never really been into sports myself I love seeing anime where they're just so in love with the sport that they're doing and so passionate about it and I love seeing the climax of it all where their training all comes to fruition and you see everything that they've worked for really just come together and matter and that's what this episode really was And and I can't wait to see the result of how the rest of the Ekiden goes for everybody so it's been a really great anime to watch it's been really fun just seeing everybody train and grow as people and grow together as a team and find out what all of this means to them it's been really good i cannot wait i'm sad that there's only one more episode but i'm ready to see it come to an end and see what happens so another thing that you watched is Uzuki Chan wants to hang out and boy did she want to hang out this time. He was sick. There's also a day where it was, it was like Golden Week or something and he played video games the whole time. Yeah, we watched and episodes like, three and four. Yeah, we watched episodes three and four, played Pokemon Go together. They had a crazy moment on the train. That was spicy. What do you think? I like how he just turned he off snapped. his consciousness and got lost. And then he ended up riding the train forever. No, it was just really funny. Yeah. And he's like, where am I? She was all upset. That was really sad. Yeah. But, but hey, all in the effort of staying calm in a really tough situation. I think it's cute that he is now more welcoming of spending time with her. <gasps> what? He's more welcoming of her? Yes. What happened? It's really sweet. I like their relationship. I think it's fun. I think he's really warming up to her and it's very obvious and letting her into his space, his house and playing games with her. I thought it was really cute. And I think it's sweet how like much it matters to her to to take care of him and to make him feel happy again and to spend time with him and and make him smile. I feel like he's a good tsundere character. He is a good tsundere. I love male tsundere's because they're just like, no, I can do everything on myself. I'm so independent and I'm fine. And then the girl's like, nah, you can't. I'm going to help you. And eventually they're just like, fine, whatever. Okay. (laughs) And then they enjoy it. Yeah, and then they have a good time. Everybody has a good time. I thought the last couple of episodes were really cute. It's kind of a surprise how well they flesh out Uzuki-chan and Senpai. They do a good job. Like, you don't expect it. 
from that kind of an anime like you kind of expect it to just be tiny bit etchy maybe and kind of funny here and there and teasy but like no they they do more than just the basics with uzuki chan they do a good job it very much surprised me so far episodes one through four it surprised me with how it's not just what you expect it to be it's pretty good yeah they have a really cute relationship this time i actually did watch legend of the galactic heroes an episode of it and I really enjoyed it. It's more of Lohengrom stuff, more of the setting up for the nobility, the royals, all of that. It's an episode that I do remember happening in Dainui so I don't think it was anything particularly new that I hadn't already seen. Basically, this this lady comes and says that her family is going to align with Lohengrom and be loyal to him and whatever he chooses in terms of which which families to back and stuff. So she's going to support them and, and get other people in her family to support him. She's a bit shrewd in her planning. Like she She's like, okay, we'll sign stuff off and make this agreement official. And Lohengrom's just like, I like that. I like you. Also, somebody tries to betray Lohengrom and he's all ready for it. His army's all ready for it and they like wipe the floor with these people you thought that you would get one over on Lohengrom you can't but mostly how I feel is I'm sitting there like when is Yon gonna come back <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. you know I'm just like so it's like me when I'm watching my hero and I'm like where's Toga yeah yeah or me when I'm watching Monogatari where's Maymay or yeah. or like where's Bakugo me all season four of my hero <laughs> you quoted our first episode Where's Bakugo? Yeah, literally. Still feeling that way. Like, things haven't changed since January of this year in terms of how I feel. Where's Bakugo? I don't know. Still have questions. Still don't know where he is. But anyway, so I'm just like, where's Young? I wish Young was here. I like him. Like I've said before, it continues to feel like the creators of this show care a lot more about Lohengrim and Kirscheis and the nobles. And maybe they're just setting up because there's a lot more background, I don't know, than Dainuithis did. Because Dainuithis definitely seemed to be more into Young. I think it says something that the opening of the anime features only people from Lohengrim's side and the ending features people from young side and sometimes they don't even really like fully show the ending so i'm like thinking that the people in the 80s version were maybe not as much into young i don't know could be wrong maybe he'll get featured a lot more later we'll see but it was a good episode i do like seeing more of Lohengrom because i didn't see as much of him in, in died with these and i did want to know more i do think it's nice having things kind of spelled out a bit more for me in terms of what all the nobility is doing because it was a bit complicated so i did enjoy this episode and i think young might be in the next episode so i'm pretty excited about that so we'll see if you think it's next episode, then it's probably two or three episodes. Probably. Now, it's probably. We'll see. <laughs> well, it's been a while of just Lohengrom and all that, I feel like. Maybe it hasn't been that long. Maybe it just feels like it's been that long. We'll see. Well, let's talk about Rena Girlfriend. We've been watching episodes five through seven, and it's getting spicy. It's getting fun. Some spa-related stuff where they're sleeping in the same room, and another girl has entered the chat. Oh, my gosh. I've already knew about this girl because I saw her when you were watching it by yourself. And I'm over her already. I don't need her in my life. I don't. I like the new girls coming in. I really? like harem anime. 
Harem anime are fine. I like harem anime too, but not in this case. Okay, I don't need her. Hold up, hold up. I don't need her. I feel like when a guy or a girl, doesn't matter, when a person is in a way getting kind of strung along by someone or stringing themselves along by someone, it's healthy to explore other options and like move on but a little this bit. This girl is irritating. He needs to get himself unfocused from somebody who's never going to date him. If he sticks with Chizuru forever and rents her out, he's going to be very poor and very sad. Ruka crazy. I'm not all about this. Please date me. You're the only one that's made me go over 90. Hide with me in a room and embarrass your friend with me. That's not cool. She comes off very young and annoying. And I don't She's like a that. little sister type character, right? Yeah, and that's annoying to me. I don't need that. He doesn't need that in his life. Ruka is cute and I like her little, I don't know if it's a bow, her little head thing. It's awesome. I, I, I feel like she might be one of my favorite designs in the no, show. No, sure. I feel like she's just another distraction away from Chizuru. I know Chizuru is just a rental girlfriend, but I feel like it's working out between the two of them. Like they're getting closer. I think they're going to get together and that's my hope and my dream and everybody else just feels like a distraction. I really like it in anime when you can feel sincerely that a cute girl has a crush on the not very cute, attractive main character. Kasuki is cute. He's I just kind attractiveness like he's not very attractive though i would disagree i think he's cute all right well you are the girl out of the two of us i mean he's just kind of hopeless he just doesn't ever seem like he knows what to do but it's not like he's not cute i could see why girls would like him i also see why girls wouldn't necessarily be interested in him either but it's just annoying i feel like she's just an obstacle she needs to get out of the way oh my word why is she even here we know he's not gonna end up with her oh come on we, we know do you not want harem animes to exist? I do, but like not in this way. Oh, come on. This is the classic harem. No, this not is in this the way. classic harem. Not when some rando girl just comes out of nowhere and has a crush on him for no good reason. Two episodes that get you sucked into the main girl. Two episodes that get you excited about some other girl that kisses him. Two other episodes that wants to date him. And two episodes with a girl that's perfect, but you know will never end up with him. That's what every harem anime's first eight episodes should be. Can I just say something? This might be controversial. At this point, I think she's more annoying to me than mommy. I said it. Ooh. I said it. I said it. Ooh. At least I get mommy's motives. It's her ex-boyfriend. She doesn't want to see him with other girls. She's a little jealous. She wants people to like her. I get that. Okay, whatever. It's evil. It's wrong. It's bad. But I get it. This is just annoying. It's annoying. Stop being so But all her over motive him. is that she knows that he's single and she has a crush on him. Yeah, but she came out of like nowhere. Yeah, but... There are tons of other guys around. She met with him like four One times. Time. She had a bunch of interactions with him. And then she realized that she felt different around him and wanted to explore that. I guess. I feel like she's just coming on super strong and that annoys me. I think that you need to give everybody a chance. It's a harem anime, meaning that he might not end up with the person that you like. I guess we'll have to just wait and see, won't we? So last thing we watched, Re-Zero, season two, episodes two through six. Ooh, it's really getting exciting. 
I love it. I've been really enjoying the last few episodes. We've been really exploring Subaru's past and other people's pasts. But mostly I want to see more Echidna. I want to see more of the trial. It was really interesting seeing Subaru explore his past. It was like talking about his failures and his parents and all of that. Meanwhile, Amelia's over there waking up screaming in terror. So who knows what she's been going through. Mm -hmm. But it seemed very tragic and stressful. And not like something I would ever want to experience. Indeed. But I don't like that they were basically tricked into figuring out how to help this town or else they can't leave. That was a little weird, but also I feel like they were going to do it anyways. Yeah, that's true. I'm kind of on the same page as you. Like, I just wish we would see more Echidna. I wish we'd keep exploring stuff, but I, I, see I know more we're going to. Yeah, I thought we were heading in that direction, and then we kind of, like, took a left turn into an area that I don't care that much about. Also, in the first episode or so, maybe the second, Subaru drinks some of Echidna's body fluids, and then she says that it'll be helpful to him later. And, like, I want to know what the deal with that is. Does that come back in any way? I'm Do, sure it will. Or has it already come back? Does it mean maybe. that she he can participate in the trial now? now is that what did it or are we going to come back to that still sad that nobody remembers rem especially her sister that's really sad i'm excited to see where it goes i feel like if we get back on the path that i was hoping not that this path isn't a good path that is a good path seeing what's going on with this town meeting some new friends getting to know ram a little bit more meeting some of her friends getting to see what she's been up to it's been interesting I'm excited for more Amelia Subaru moments, hopefully in the future, and more what happened to Rem, and more about witches and things like that. So I'm excited to keep seeing where this is going to be headed. I don't know if it's quite going where I want, but I think that there's going to be a lot of payoff. I think we'll just have to be patient with this one. Yes, and I've been enjoying it so far, and I'm excited to see where the horror goes, because I'm sure there will be more horror. There always is with ReZero. There's always something terrifying. Talking about spooky anime, this one can definitely be scary and terrifying Subaru just like stabbing himself and resetting he really faces a lot a very stressful time it's like they try to bend him to become an evil person almost yeah with everything he's gone through I'm surprised he hasn't yet honestly all right well that's it for us today thank you guys so much for listening thank you guys for listening hope you guys have a spooky Halloween delete 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 delete